Welcome back to another episode of CLP Classroom. You may have a question on indivisibility either in essay format or problem question. There is not a lot of chapter in land, so your question doesn't run too far away from each other. I'm not going to delve deep into the essentials of indivisibility in this podcast. Rather, I want to mention some of the common mistakes or misconceptions students often make. So here are the four common mistakes students often make. Mistake number one. Students often use the wrong term. They confuse between divisible, indivisible, and deferred indivisibility. So in their exam in answer, they often use quoted the wrong term that you shouldn't use these sort of terms. If there's a valid buy and sell, then it's indivisible. If there's a fraud in between, the fraudster will get divisible title. But if it involves Section 340, it involves a few parties, then subsequent purchaser that had acted on good faith will get deferred indefeasibility on the title. Deferred means delay. So get your terms right. These are also the terms mentioned in the case of Tan Ing Hong. So never use the wrong term. Mistake number two. Students often confuse who is immediate, who is subsequent. So let me give you a tip here. Draw out the party. Even an exam, you can draw out the parties in your answer. You can do it. You don't always need to write your answer in essay style format. Once you draw it out, look where did the title go? Did the fraudster transfer the title to himself? If yes, then he is immediate and the later purchaser is subsequent. Mistake number three. Students often think you have to memorize a lot of cases, um, especially in the indivisibility chapter. In a chapter of indivisibility, you only need to know four cases in my opinion. You can't run away from this. These four cases is enough for you to answer any essay or problem question. The cases are Adona Properties, Tan Ing Hong, CIMB M Bank, and T Sivam. Know the facts of the case so that you may write it out during essay questions or um, during problem questions and also know the legal reasoning, the legal principles and the reasoning behind it. Now, if you look at certain cases that touch on indivisibility, you see it sometimes the judges come out with different reasoning but the end result, the product is still the same. Currently, most of the judges will follow what mentioned in this Tan Ing Hong, CIMB, Mbank, the majority judgment, and T Sivam. But as a future lawyer, I want you also to take note of the minority judgment by Jeffrey Tan in CIMB, Mbank, and also the case of Kamaru Zatman, which was, you know, um, which Jeffrey Tan said there as well. But for CLP exam purposes, look at the majority judgment. As for a future lawyer, I want you to read as a whole so that you have some sort of knowledge in terms when it comes to these sort of issues, you may raise these sort of points in the court. And lastly, the last mistake. Students often look at indivisibly in just one way. For example, A, sell to B because B is a fraudster. So A, move the title to B, B as a fraudster. B as a fraudster, then sell the title to C. One way, A to B to C. If the questions start to twist a little bit, for example, A sell to C, A also sell to B. It's like an L shape. And then they ask you, can B get indivisible title? Students often get stuck here. 
There are often questions in this area, such as question 7 in your recent July 2023 paper. So you must know well the case of CIMB and MBank, then you will know how to answer. Again, I'm not interested again to go into the deep essentials of indivisibility, but just to touch on a little bit on sort of common mistakes and students make so you don't make these sort of mistakes anymore. And I'll see you in the next episode.